traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm talking with a couple of members of NCIA's Risk Management and Insurance Committee, Matthew Johnson of QuadScore and David Ron of S2S Insurance. Matthew Johnson serves as QuadScore's Vice President of Risk Services, and QuadScore has grown to become one of the largest cannabis insurers over a short four years, with a specialty in covering the considerable assets of North America's multi-state operators and publicly traded companies. At QuadScore, Matthew's role is to manage risks for America's premier cannabis operators, helping protect businesses from preventable claims. David Ron with S2S Insurance is a highly specialized insurance professional with deep cannabis industry knowledge and experience. As an all lines insurance broker with strong analytical skills, he performs detailed risk assessments for both startup and established cannabis companies and develops customized strategies and solutions designed to minimize risk safeguard and grow their business. Definitely a lot going on with the cannabis industry, a lot of moving parts behind the scenes there. Welcome you both to the show. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Um, Let's start by getting to know you both a little bit better, Um, maybe a little bit more about your background, your experience um, prior to working in the cannabis industry and field and supporting cannabis operators. What did you all do before that? Uh, Matt, let's start with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, Bethany, I'm a proud graduate of the University of Georgia. Uh, Really enjoyed my time there. I studied finance and Spanish in undergrad. I tried all kinds of internships to find my passion. Uh, I worked in politics for a a U.S. senator, worked in finance for a a multinational defense firm, Uh, even tried a a legal internship with a a criminal defense attorney, but uh, none of them really struck my fancy. So uh, after I graduated college, I was fortunate to get a job uh, with a Berkshire Hathaway insurance company uh, that let me travel a, a bit around the Southeast, talk to lots of people, and learn the, the ins and outs of insurance. Um, as you can imagine, it, it was not always the most fascinating field of work, but uh, I was lucky enough to work with one fellow who uh, had some cannabis risks to insure. Uh, so I got a, a bit of a taste for, the, uh, for cannabis insurance while I was at Berkshire Hathaway and eventually was recruited to join QuadScore, uh, which was uh, at that time, I think, a three or four employee cannabis insurance uh, startup in Atlanta, Georgia. It just seemed like a, a natural fit uh, to be working in a, a developing field where uh, you know coverage was still being formed by the, the insurance companies and attorneys. Uh, the market was growing so quickly. New states are legalizing every every month and so on and so on. 
so joined quad score, uh, close to three and a half years ago and, and haven't looked back. Uh, so that's my story. And David, let's kick it over to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started in insurance about four, four and a half years ago when I got my, um, all lines insurance brokers license and i was working predominantly um with my father um at a insurance company in miami that was specializing more in marine risk and hard to place insurance um and then also at that time it was around uh 2015 2016 we were looking to place equipment breakdown insurance for a cannabis company out in oregon that was looking for equipment breakdown insurance for their extraction equipment um, we were able to satisfy the client and then once when florida amendment 2 passed in 2016 we really saw the cannabis market in industry booming not only in the pacific northwest but also in the southeast as well so we decided to take a chance and open up shop and provide insurance services for the cannabis hemp cbd and psychedelic industries awesome that's great yeah that's uh interesting journey through all of this uh insurance and cannabis worlds meeting each other for sure so that's how you got here um why did you end up in cannabis like some people have a personal story. Some people have a reason that inspired them to get involved in cannabis uh, out, outside of the professional reasons. And I wonder if either of you have one of those stories that you'd like to share with the audience um, that that really speaks to the, the the movement of cannabis and why we're all a part of this community. Well, thank God that Florida is a medical marijuana state because I am a proud cannabis patient here in the state of Florida. Um, I have a lot of pre-existing health conditions that really would not allow me to have a typical nine to five desk job. And cannabis really helps that out in evening um, and plateauing both my mental and physical health so mm. I can stay at that job and succeed. And that's where I feel cannabis has helped. So being a patient, I get that firsthand experience also helping with my clients who are also in the industry to see what the ins and outs are really going on in the industry and how I can better not only inform myself as a cannabis consumer, but I can also inform the industry as well if there are new risks or if there are new challenges that we're about to face, especially in the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think a lot of people agree the mental and physical benefits of cannabis definitely are allowing for a better quality of life. So appreciate that perspective. Matt, how about you? Yeah, like David, I really see the, the tremendous medical potential of the plant, and, and that will still be the, the one factor that gets me excited about cannabis more than anything. Uh, we are a, a neighbor to Florida, uh, a little bit further north here in Georgia. Uh, and back in 2015, uh, Georgia, but surprisingly led by a Republican, I believe, Georgia passed the Haley's Hope Act. Um, Haley was a, a young girl maybe four or five years old when this 
all was happening. Who suffered 300 seizures a, a day, <sighs> uh, just a, a staggering number that really removes one's ability to, to be a child. Yeah. Uh, at that point, you're a, a patient more than anything. Uh, her family tried everything, had her on six, seven pharmaceutical uh, prescriptions at once, and, and they helped. But sometimes the, the side effects were worse than the benefits. Mm. Uh, well, seemingly out of options. I, I believe the story goes that her parents flew out to Colorado, came back with some low potency uh, cannabis oil, and I immediately saw uh, their child return to them. Uh, after starting regular dosing, you know, Haley was down to, to maybe a couple of seizures a week instead of hundreds every day. Uh, and the, the family was, uh, you know, at least briefly whole again. Uh, and that's just one story of thousands, if, if not millions of those that need to be heard around the world. Uh, but it really resonated with me here. And I, I really hope that we can continue making progress uh, so that all Americans and, and all people of the world really have access to this uh, safe plant medicine yeah and life-changing yeah that story in particular is is really a a heart-wrenching one as well um thanks for reminding me about that one um so yeah we're all in this industry together for for many many reasons and uh there's a lot of work to be done of course and we all have a role to play uh, so before we take our next commercial break and uh, dive into some of the nuances of in- the insurance side of things, um, let's just briefly chat about what your role is at your current company and uh, what your day-to-day is like. Uh, Matt? Yeah, uh, so I work in our risk services division. Uh, the, the job is very similar to uh, risk manager positions in, in other industries where I'm responsible for uh, looking at the losses that affect our book of business, uh, anything from a, a hurricane to a wildfire and, and everything in between, right? Mm-hmm. Um, figure out what uh, is preventable, what, what can I do to help uh, mitigate risks and you know, I can't stop a hurricane. I, I probably can't stop a wildfire either. Uh, but for a lot of the more manageable risks, uh, you know, like theft or, or product liability, uh, there are definitely some uh, pieces of advice or, or risk management partnerships or this or that or the other thing that I can share with our operators uh, in the field, our, our ultimate insurance clients, uh, to help them ensure their operations are ironclad against uh really the most common and the, the most severe uh, loss drivers that we see as the insurance company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the goal is really just to help cannabis businesses protect their business before it ever comes to a, a point where they have to file a claim. Yeah. Awesome. David. Yeah. So like Matt, I help customers make sure that they have the correct insurance in place for their business to operate safely and in compliance with the industry regulations. Um, I help clients find hard to place insurance for, you know, everything from property and casualty, like general liability and property, to management liability, their directors and officers insurance, or their employer practices liability insurance. Um, Everything in between, anything from the seed to the sales supply chain, I can provide an insurance product for is how I like to present myself and face my clients. Um, I'm the person who talks to my clients on a daily basis. We're a very small company. Um, 
but we have had a lot of success and a lot of growth in expanding our portfolio and making sure that, you know, we cover everything from dispensaries to labs to cultivators to extraction to testing to doctors making recommendations for medical marijuana patients. We cover everything. And that's how we like to present ourselves. We cover everything and we can also provide hard to place insurance. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you both. All right. Let's go ahead and take that first commercial break and then we'll come back and talk more with Matthew and David from the Risk Management and Insurance Committee at NCIA. Stay tuned. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, chatting with Matthew and David, who sit on NCIA's Risk Management and Insurance Committee. So talking about insuring the cannabis industry, it's great that we're here uh, 10 years ago. That was probably not even a conversation that was ever had. Uh, But many people rely on insurance professionals to navigate these complicated waters of protecting their businesses. And truly, there's a lot of different types of insurance that a cannabis company should consider, uh, as as you mentioned before the break, really. Um, So let's start with the basics, though. Um, insurance, even without adding the cannabis element to it, can be a little complicated to wrap your head around if you're not a professional. So what are the most common basic types of insurance that almost any cannabis company should right off the bat immediately secure? Uh, David, what are your thoughts? So a cannabis company at any size really right off the bat should really be starting with commercial general liability insurance that protects everything from, you know, your slip and falls from your day to day accidents. You know, then we dive into your commercial property, everything from your inventory to your extraction equipment to your POS systems and your dispensaries. There's a lot depending on what area of the industry are that you're in depends on the type of insurance products that you're looking looking at if you're um an extraction company you're also going to want to be looking at product liability insurance in case anything at your product is at fault in any sort of way like for instance if one of your customers gets sick from your product they can file a claim and you can be covered under your product liability insurance Mm. um getting more advanced and into the weeds once you scale your company um in growth, you're definitely going to want to look at workers' compensation, employers' practices, liability insurance to protect your employees. And then also to protect your C-suite executives and your investors, you're going to want to look at directors and officers insurance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Got it. Yeah, everything from people to machines and equipment to products as well. Absolutely. Uh, Matthew, did you want to add anything to to that about the immediate types of insurance that would be really common for just about any cannabis company to to get right off the bat? Oh, I, I think that's a, a great overview. I do think that uh, if you have any vehicles to definitely make sure that those are adequately covered, either under a hired, not owned or a, a proper commercial automotive insurance policy. Uh, but great, great intro. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So those are the basics. Now let's talk about some more nuanced insurance types that folks may not immediately think about right off the bat. So, uh, you know, when I think of insurance, I, I think about the phrase acts of God, which are sometimes covered in insurance, right? It's interesting to see that phrase in an insurance policy. What do you think of that, David? Yeah, definitely that acts of God um, clause, you know, definitely gets more broader and broader, you know, as we see these torrential storms and massive shifts in our climate, you know, Mm. we can look directly at Hurricane Ian, where the state of Florida um, nearly closed more than half of their dispensaries because they were in the path of Hurricane Ian. Yikes. Or the wildfires in uh, or the wildfires out in the West Coast. I mean, everything, all these are considered acts of God, and these are all insurable risks Mm. um, that we can take upon ourselves to protect ourselves against. Mm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, it can can be tricky, and I I think there's an important. a distinction there. Some wildfires are going to be caused by humans, uh, as we see with the, the smoky bear, you know, only you can prevent wildfires thing. But then the, the ones that are really a, an act of God, I think I had to dig into this back at Berkshire, but I think that's uh, only if it's something like a, a lightning strike actually causes the wildfire, uh, then it's a, an act of God. So uh, just because it's an act of God doesn't mean that God hates your business. Uh, it probably just means that you've got <laughs> bad luck. So hopefully you're working with David or, or someone uh, on the brokerage side to make sure you've at least got good insurance, uh, which should respond. Seems like a poetic way of saying bad luck, acts of God. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Are there any other like nuanced, unusual types of insurance that outside of what we spoke about previously, people, machines, equipment, products um, that a cannabis company might want to look into but wouldn't wouldn't think about right off the bat um one that really does come to mind that i have you know placed in front of my clients from time to time is kidnap and ransom insurance whoa wow yes kidnap and ransom i mean dispensaries in particular can be a target for all kinds of theft uh criminals um so a scenario like that may very well happen if a robbery escalates or goes wrong basically absolutely oh my gosh that's intense to think about definitely matt any other thoughts there oh that's a that's a huge one kidnap and and ransom or uh... wow A&R can, can apply to, even if it's just a, you know, CEO of a, a publicly traded company is traveling abroad to Europe and 
someone knows who he is, decides to take advantage of the situation uh, and, and kidnap them. Uh, that that kind of goes hand in hand with another that we'd recommend, uh, key man insurance. Yeah. Uh, sometimes part and parcel there. Uh, but really making sure that you cover the uh, – the partners, the directors, uh, the executives of a, a company with whom the company cannot, sorry, without whom the company cannot function. Uh, you want to make sure that those guys are absolutely insured as well as every customer who steps foot onto your premises. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Thanks for that insight. Um, so as we've navigated through these last few years of cannabis legalization, we are at the point where we can probably start to see patterns and repeated instances. Um, I'm curious if there's any bigger specific exposures or claims that we're seeing most often in the cannabis industry and what they are like off the top of my head, you know, we're talking about the waves of theft and robbery that were happening, especially in places like the Bay area last year in particular. Uh, What are your thoughts about, about that, Uh, Matt? Yeah, no, those are definitely some of the the key drivers there. I think we've touched on two of the, the top three. Uh, fire is our number one preventable cause of loss. Mm, and I, preventable. I say preventable. Yes. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it's, it's not wildfires. It's not uh, God striking down a, a dead tree with lightning that, that then spreads to your facility. Uh, it's man-made. Fire. Correct. It is man-made and it comes from older generation cultivation lighting. Uh, we typically oh. see high pressure sodium bulbs, metal halide bulbs, ceramic metal halide bulbs often uh, are the, the culprit uh, really for 70 to 80% of the, the fire claims that we see. And it usually ends up being quite a severe claim too. So we, we've got a lot of focus there. Uh, number two on our hit list is theft. This is a huge issue in, in several states across the country. We're seeing uh, almost continuous crime rings operating in uh, Washington state and uh, St. Louis, Missouri and, and other cities uh, around that state. Uh, California has certainly gotten waves of it uh, really starting in, in 2020 and then continuing on as the legislation has uh, impacted police. Uh, how do I say this gently? Uh, the police ability to respond uh, Mm. And, and I think we, we may be seeing some waves coming in the, the Northeast soon as New York and New Jersey turn on. But uh, there are things you can do to, to keep your business safe, certainly. And really the, the dark horse here that I think people aren't paying a, enough attention to is the uh, emerging risk of product liability. Uh, we're mm-hmm. seeing uh, an uptick in product recall instances, uh, certainly seeing more lawsuits filed, uh, particularly against the larger multi-state operators. Uh, and then there's a huge amount of liability, uh, kind of tangential to the regulated cannabis industry, uh, liability that stems from the hemp-derived intoxicating cannabinoid market. These are the, the Delta 8 and Delta 10 and so on companies that are legal uh, only through the, the loophole presented in the 2018 Farm Bill. So uh, a lot of uh, liability risk associated with those businesses as well. Mm, got it. Yeah. Those gummies went bad and got somebody sick and now you have to pull everything off the shelves, right? Yep. Gotcha. Um, let's take our last commercial break and come back and wrap up our chat uh, with Matt and David. Stay tuned. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. We've been chatting with Matthew Johnson and David Ron, who both sit on NCIA's Risk Management and Insurance Committee, talking about insuring the cannabis industry. Very cool that we're talking about this. Ten years ago, this wasn't even a real conversation that was happening in the world. Um, theft, fire, products, people, kind of covering most of the basics here. So we've got the top risks that most cannabis operators see in their day-to-day. Operating a cannabis business has a lot of moving parts. So we're navigating this long game of federal legalization. So um, any final advice to offer cannabis operators uh, what they can do to protect their business from the top insurance risks and hazards. Uh, Some of this is preventable. You know, it's not, you're not guaranteed, it's not a guarantee that your business is going to catch on fire. You can do things to prevent that. What a concept. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's absolutely right. And thank you for putting the disclaimer in so I didn't have to. Uh, There there are absolutely steps you can take and and nothing's 100% foolproof. But for fire, the, the biggest piece of advice I could share is upgrade to LED cultivation lighting. You wouldn't still be using, a, you know, a BlackBerry from 2002 when the, the iPhone 14 <laughs> Pro is out, right? Upgrade your lights. The new ones are safer. They're going to cost you less uh, in terms of your energy usage. They're going to uh, last a lot longer. There are just endless upsides to it. I could go on all day. Beyond that, uh, sprinklers, test your fire pumps, test your sprinklers, Uh, make sure that any fire suppression system you have paid for is actually in service. With those two things, you're going to do a lot to fight fire on site. Uh, Theft is a little more nuanced, right? It could be putting decorative barriers in front of your building to prevent uh, vehicular entry. It could just be having an extra person checking IDs. Uh, We we work with some really great uh, security groups to help keep our clients safe and then uh, product liability, I think, was the, the third area I, I talked about there. The number one rule is testing. Just make sure you are testing your products with a good lab. If you need a, a checklist on what to look for in a testing lab, that's something we've got. Uh, really, really excited to see a number of operators uh, earning their GMP certifications, good mm-hmm. manufacturing practices, uh, go a long way towards improving uh, traceability and accountability in the supply chain, which ultimately lead to increased consumer safety down the road. So there there are a number of things you can do uh, on top of of what I've just mentioned there. Uh, But those are are some of the core, you know, base level recommendations I I put out for every operator to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Those testing labs are there for a reason. Absolutely. David, did you want to add anything to that list? Yeah, especially, you know, going back to the testing labs, consumer safety is definitely paramount within this industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are also looking at an industry that, you know, we hold in the same regard as, let's say, um, wine or fine foods. uh, But this time around, the provenance, you know, the strength, the bouquet that you're everybody's looking for, the terroir or what this or the scent from the terpene profile, that's all data driven. And then that's all checked by the labs. You want to make sure that you're with a compliant lab that is providing you with honest, compliant data that doesn't make sure that it's inflating or deflating your product that could really hurt your business. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Uh, well, we only have about a minute left uh, before we need to wrap up the show. I want to make a quick announcement about our next Lobby Days event. NCIA's 11th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days will be taking place in May of 2023 in Washington, D.C., of course. The dates are May 16th, 17th, and 18th. And registration for that is open already if you want to go ahead and sign up. And we have some special sponsorship packages available for NCIA member companies who want to get some brand exposure at that event as well. Also, we have some in-person events coming back to the calendar uh, in January, February, March, April, and May. We'll be on tour across the U.S. with our networking receptions held in the evening called NCIA Industry Socials. Those are lots of fun. We'll also have a couple cannabis caucuses as well uh, in, I believe, New York and Colorado. So some nice two, three hour events uh, free for NCIA members. Um, entry available for non-NCIA members to attend as well. Keep an eye out for that. We're going to be announcing that calendar of events very, very soon, and we're excited to get back on the road and see all of our members in their regions where they're operating. So looking forward to seeing you all there, um, and, and I hope both of you can attend Lobby Days in May. It is our absolute favorite event Um on the calendar and it was tough not being able to go to dc in 2020 and 2021 um and we had to push to september for 2022 to finally get back there again it's such a great event and i hope you all can make it and i hope ncia members listening can also attend lobby days with us in May and make it even bigger and better than the previous one. And um, thank you both for taking time to chat with me on the podcast today. I know we're all hurtling as fast as we can toward federal legalization. And, um, you know, we'll see what that landscape looks like when we get there, right? Right, right. Cool. <laughs> thanks. Thanks you both again um, for joining me. Again, David Ron is with S2S Insurance and Matthew Johnson with Quad Score, both members of NCIA's Risk Management and Insurance Committee. Thanks to you both for being on the show. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. 
Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.